Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, just a tough one. Just, uh, man, Tampa's good. Tampa is really good. We know about the skill. We know about the offensive ability. Vasilevsky's a good goalie. They didn't test him nearly enough. But what struck me most about this game is how freaking suffocating um, – how suffocating Tampa Bay is. They have all the skill. They have all the speed. And they use it just to take away all of the Flyers' time and space tonight. Uh, very little opportunity to make a play out there. Uh, early on, I believe, on maybe a power play, JVR had his down low chance. Um, yeah, Hayes hits a post. Sanheim has that uh, has that tip play at the net, that jam play that, that Vasilevsky stood up to. And... That's really it. The Flyers just could not get anything going. Even with the net empty, six on five, uh, it was a struggle for them just to gain possession of the puck. They only give up 27 shots to Tampa, um, but Tampa just uh, controlled um, the pace of the game, even though the Flyers didn't allow them much uh, offensively either. It's not like you know it was just a firing squad out there and uh, Hart had to stand on his head. Hart made some big saves. The one goal against was just... Ugh, hey, it's just a bold, like, God damn it, really? That's the one that goes in. You lose on that to freaking Patrick Maroon. Um, but, you know, Tampa made the plays they had to make to win. Uh, the Flyers didn't give up much uh, in terms of defense either. Um, Tampa got the goal. That's really what it comes down to. This was a, this game was a slog. This game was not all that fun to watch. Um Mostly just, you know, the Flyers counter-punching um, uh, Tampa's attacks, thwarting their attacks pretty well overall, but just never coming back uh, with anything of their own. And that's that's the story of this game. So let me hear what you guys have to say. I don't have a whole lot. Don't plan on going too late tonight because what, what the hell is there to say about this one? Uh, we lost 1-0 off a fluky goal. Hard to be mad. Yeah, Alex, I'm not mad. I'm just like, uh, you couldn't get anything going. Like, it, It's not like I'm mad about the performance. The performance is what it is. Just like, man, I did just spend, what, you know, it's 9.42. I did just spend two and a half hours watching this game, and it was not that entertaining. <laughs> like, forget the result. I... I Listen, I, we've all been Flyers fans long enough. Some random-ass loss doesn't get to me that much. I just hate when the game sucks and it's two and a half hours long on a Saturday night. Like, you know, if I'm going to spend the time to watch it, it, I want it to be worth my while. Uh, hello, Bill. What's up, Brian? Uh, Mark says, not scared of Tampa Bay, eh? Shut out for the first time this season. Yeah, still not scared of them. They scored a goal. Why would why would you watch that game and be like, oh my god, I'm terrified of Tampa. Oh my god. They scored once. They had 27 shots on goal. What did Tampa do in this game that scared the hell out of you? Flyers couldn't get anything going offensively. That happens sometimes. Tampa's playing their best hockey of the season right now. And as we know, playing your best in January, that's the goal for Tampa. Saturday night shutout of the Philadelphia Flyers. That's what they're all about. Oof. Get that parade route ready. Not very sharp tonight. Took too many penalties. Yeah, you did spend too much time shorthanded. Uh, you don't want to give 
that sort of offense um, that many opportunities. Obviously, penalty kill comes through again. They do pretty well for themselves. But it's also less time that you have to get something going for yourself. Um, like I said, Flyers really couldn't get much going offensively tonight. And being on the PK, what were they ultimately? Um, yeah, eight minutes, four power plays. That's uh, four penalty kills, eight minutes worth of time there. Um, you know, that's almost half a period where you were shorthanded and couldn't generate any offense because you only had four guys on the ice. And then Tampa did a pretty nice job shutting you down the rest of the game. So you want to stay out of the box. That's a couple nights in a row. JJ mentioned it a few times. That's what nine penalties in the last two games, way too many. I don't care how good the penalty kill is. You need that time to generate your own offense. You can't win if you're constantly on the kill. I know Kevin Hayes had that shorty. It was the game winner against Washington. That's awesome. If you're counting on that, it's probably not going to go well. Fluky goal, we deserved better. I mean, eh, did the Flyers play a well-structured game? They did. Um, I guess you can say maybe they, they could have forced a point out of it, but it's not like they did anything on the offensive side of the red line to be like, ah, damn, they really could have... You know, it's it wasn't that kind of game for them. It was just um, just a eh, performance. Just they put a lot of effort into stymieing um, Tampa's attack, absolutely. And if that was their number one objective, not to give up four tonight, well done. Tampa has a ton of uh, offensive firepower, and you held them down pretty well. Uh, like we said, the one Pat Maroon bats it down after Niskanen bats it to him and just kind of jams it past Hart in the one-on-one. I, what can you do about that? But uh, listen, I'm not terribly disappointed in the way the Flyers played tonight, but I can't say, oh, they deserve better. What, they have 23 shots on goal? Chances are you're not going to win if you only get 23 shots on goal. Uh, yeah, 28-23, they lost the shot battle. Got dominated in the face-off circle, which I know I'm always the first one to say face-offs are an overrated stat. But, man, it just um, it added up to their lack of possession time. The face-off, the set play off the face-off, or just getting it back with possession and being able to set up on offense and try to get something going from a familiar position – um, when you don't win any freaking faceoffs in 59-41, that's bad. I, that's one of the things I always say about the faceoff advantages is like, all right, yeah, if it's 53-47, like what was that, five faceoffs? You know, when it's 59-41, that's, uh, that's a little bit different, I'd say. Um, what can you really do about 1-0? Got to take advantage of your opportunities. Um they had a few. They really could have used a lot more. Like I said, I think they put a lot of time and energy into into stopping Tampa defensively. Um, you know, the other night, uh, Vigneault talked about their defensive game plan against the Coyotes, and he thought they had a really good game plan. They liked what they went in with and then just did not execute at all. I would say the Flyers absolutely um, – executed their defensive game plan tonight. 
it was just then transitioning to the offensive side of the red line where they were able to get nothing done. How bad is Voracek? He's very good. He's very, very good. Uh, some good chances. Fluky goal for them. Uh, would have thought 1-0 after all the crazy games with them the last year. With them last year, yeah, they've had some. Yeah, I was at that uh, that one crazy comeback at home, and yeah, they lost it in overtime, I think. But there was another ridiculous comeback they made against Tampa last year, I think. Um, yeah, that was. They've always played weird games against each other, haven't they? I, I feel like it's always something. Remember the Pronger holding the puck behind the net forever because they refused to forecheck and all that shit. I feel like it's always something with Tampa. Need more than 23 shots on a Vezina winner. That's pathetic. It's certainly not nearly enough. Um, the Lightning did block 16 shots. So that they Lightning are playing a much, I think Jonesy said they're much more dedicated to defense, um, you know, much more committed on the defensive side of the puck. I don't know that they weren't. I just think they're using their skill and speed rather than to force three-on-ones. They're just using it to be suffocating, be on top of you, knowing that they can probably outskate you, um, you know, especially if you're you're leaning, trying to fend them off, trying to create some room for yourself. If a second guy comes in and pokes it away or whatever, you're going to be flat-footed and they're going to be off in that situation. Uh, so I just think they use their, uh, their speed very well defensively. That's what I saw out there from Tampa tonight. Penalty kill is still awesome. It certainly is at home. Penalty kill is amazing at home. Um, they're like well under 80% on the road, which is – it's a, it's a more recent thing. The road struggles aren't – as I real, it's very recent that they've just been terrible. They're two nine and one or whatever it is on the road, two nine and two, something like that, or two seven and two. I can't remember the numbers, but it's bad. Their last ten road games, let's call it that. I'm doing this math, I'm like that's not ten, that's more than ten. Uh, but I think it's like their last ten road games, they've been especially bad, and they've given up a ton of power play goals. Um, they're like seventy six percent, I think, kill rate on the road, but. At home, they're freaking awesome. Everything they do at home is really, really good. Uh, so hopefully they can keep that going. Monday against Boston, that should be a really good game. Uh, they have a, their home against Boston Monday, January 13th, and it is a 7 o'clock puck drop. And if you were looking for somewhere to watch that game against the Big Bad Bruins, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It is my favorite bar at the whole Jersey Shore. It's one of my favorite bars in the world to watch a Flyers game or any game because when you go in there, I guarantee the game you'll be looking for is on the TV. They have so many direct TV packages, so many TVs, so many things going on at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. It's just an incredible place to watch a hockey game because it is a hockey bar because the owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick, huge hockey fan. So check out. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. I can't put them over enough. Let's get back to your comments. Hart deserved better. I, you know, Hart's part of the team. He he did what he did. He, I don't know about deserve better. Uh, you know, he did what he was supposed to do. That's all. Good for him. Glad he did. Nice game for Carter Hart. What did he end up stopping? 27 of 28 or 26 of 
27 to 28, yeah, for Hart. So that's a 964 save percentage. So pretty, pretty good for Carter Hart. But he's got a the um the last game, the win that they had. What the hell was why can't I? Why am I blind? The Capitals game, yeah, on uh, on Wednesday. He gives up two goals and has like a 920-something save percentage. And it, like that that brought his numbers like down or like, up. I get, it raised his numbers. Uh, it, it negatively impacted his numbers um, because they were so freaking phenomenal at home. It was like 149 goals against and like, 940 something save percentage so uh like he he played a great game on uh on wednesday and like gives up two and that ends up hurting his numbers that's how good he's been at home um i love carter he's doing he's doing a great job at home it's awesome for the people who pay to you know go see them at least you know you're gonna get a good goalie performance when he's in there um but you know he did his job that's what he's supposed to do What can we do about the power play? You know, that's a great question. They weren't very good tonight, but again, at home for most of the year, they've been decent. Uh, they're like 25-ish percent at home. But when you look at the overall number and when you look at the road splits, it's clearly a problem, um, especially for a team that's pretty inconsistent on offense. They're a good defensive team most nights. Uh, they've, they've gone through a little bit of a thing, um, you know, especially on that road trip where the team defense just – um, disappeared, but they're overall, they bring it defensively most nights. Um, you don't know what you're going to get out of the offense. It can be explosive. We've seen it be explosive, but especially on a night like tonight, you get a couple of power play opportunities. You need to make something happen because Tampa wasn't giving you anything at a, at five on five. And the time and space on the power play wasn't necessarily, um, it wasn't exactly wide open for the Flyers out there. Now, obviously, you're going to face pressure. Tampa's a good team. They've killed off however many straight penalties. J.J. said on the broadcast it was it's, it's a ton. Uh, they've been really good. And this is 10 wins in a row. Tampa's playing some great hockey right now. I want to take nothing away from them. Uh, but this is a trend we've seen uh, with the power play for a little bit now. Don't know. I don't get the setup. They they want to be versatile. They want to be they they want there to be a little more going on. They want there to be movement. They want to be less predictable. But I'll tell you what's real predictable about the power play is it's not going to fucking score. Um, I would just love to go to man. Just give me give me two weeks of Giroux on the left wall, Voracek on the right wall, Couturier in uh, in the slot, JVR in front, and and. Proverov or Sanheim at the point. Just give me two weeks of it. Let me see what happens. I know we want to be versatile. Just give me the old power play. Let me see it for a couple. If it, if it fails, it fails. What do we have to lose? What they're doing now isn't very good. Best play of the game was Maroon injuring himself, taking a dive. I mean, I don't know about a dive. I think he could have protected himself a little better, but... Yeah. Listen, it was a penalty on Hayes. Like, that's that's a takedown. Can't do that. Um, but ah, that looked like a broken collarbone to me. Uh, he went in real hard there. I've seen enough guys basically do that exact same thing. That looked like a broken collarbone. Maybe there'll be some sort of uh, – maybe there will be some sort of verification of that uh, while I'm on here. But that's what it looked like.
Bill, does Fletcher make a desperate move for a goal scorer? Uh, probably not. It doesn't seem like they're in desperate move mode. I think they need to just address the offensive depth in the middle six. They need a good second or third liner, whether it's uh, – pers- I think they need just a center to help them with their depth. Um, you know, if the guy's a good goal scorer, it's, it's all well and good. But, like, what's a goal scorer to you? Like, who do you think is available that's a goal scorer? Like, we talk, oh, they need a sniper. They need – I, I just – you're going to get a goal scorer, and he's going to be inconsistent, and you're not going to like him because that's what goal scorers are. We say we want a goal scorer, but what we want is Alex Ovechkin. And if you don't get that, you're going to be like, oh, well, this guy sucks. He doesn't score every single game. Like, yeah, listen, they need more goal scoring, but I think it's just – their depth is depleted right now. That's the issue uh, more than anything, I think. No Limblom and no Patrick. Uh, Frost is down. They're kind of piecing the bottom six together any way they can. Um, they need they need some help on offense, absolutely. I just I, – like, what's a goal scorer to you? Like, Do you think they can go get a first-line goal scorer? What's a desperation move? Like, oh, yeah, well, they trade like, – who are they going to trade? Ghost is like the only tradable piece right now. Um, and he's hurt. So I don't know how they would go out and make a move, honestly. They shut out the Flyers, made the Flyers look like shit, won their 10th straight game. Flyers don't have 10 straight games with more than two goals, let alone 10 straight wins. Remember what happened the last time Flyers won 10 straight games? They missed the playoffs, so... Like, why would I fear the Lightning? They got swept in the first round last year. They scored a goal. Wow. Way to go. You beat a team that you're better than by one. Congratulations, Lightning. Playing your best hockey of the season right now instead of when it matters. Guarantee they don't win the Cup. Bill, this power play and dump and chase is absolutely killing Giroux and Coot's offense. Uh, they don't carry the zone at all when you play and only get 20 to 25 shots on goal, which is happening on regular. You can't win. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, we saw a very, very good forecheck against Washington. Uh, they got it going very well. Um, forced a ton of toner, turnovers. First man, in, first man in did his job a bunch, either taking the body or uh, putting pressure on with a, a deflection or just uh, making – uh, making the puck retriever uh, hold for a second so that uh, reinforcements could come in. Uh, the forecheck did a great job against Washington. It was not the same tonight, and you, we've talked about it all year, the downfall of when you can't get that uh, that second wave in there to create all the turnovers, you get some easy breakouts. So it's um, that's that just what it was tonight. You know, we, they need to figure out a way – to generate offense in uh they need a more versatile offense. It can't just be dump and chase. The dump and chase has been fairly effective all year. Um, but you run into some matchup issues like they do tonight with a team that is able to just go retrieve and break it out uh, because they have that speed advantage on you. And they need to be able to control the pace more. And to control the pace, you have to control the puck. And they haven't been able to do that consistently at all this year. Shot attempts well in favor for Tampa, even if shots on goal didn't really reflect it. 
a full slash deep NHL roster favored to go deep in the second season playing that way versus a team trying to find its feet with a roster that's integrating and ultimately new core could be worse. That heart kid ain't bad. Yeah. I mean, Tampa's better than the flyers. I don't think anybody like, did anybody think otherwise? You know, they're good. Tampa's a really good team. It's why they're a Stanley cup contender. I don't think they're going to win it. Um, but it's not like they're not a good team. Everyone knows they're really good. Hayes was this close to evening it up with the short side snipe. That dude's, he's such, it's amazing the amount of chances he doesn't convert. Uh, It's great. He's going to have like a hundred goal season. I swear. He's going to have one year where he shoots like 80%. It's unbelievable how many opportunities he creates. And so many of them, it's not even just being in the right place at the right time. Um, Like so many of them he creates for himself, uh, holding the puck an extra second off the handle, uh, working a give and go. He does so many different things, uh, winning battles, uh, stripping guys from behind and taking it the other way. He creates so many opportunities for himself. His scoring numbers don't at all reflect how many chances he gets he's gonna have one season where he goes absolutely apeshit and the numbers are gonna be silly like it's it's un it's unfreaking believable what this guy um uh, he so many chances that he doesn't catch in it's nuts thank god i'm drunk that was pretty boring kyle i am envious uh this isn't gonna last too long guys i'm i'm running out of steam i don't have much to say about that game because not much happened (laughs) like uh the the flyers just couldn't get anything going offensively and tampa's really really good defense played well penalty kill played well Hart held his own that was the game today that was it what just kills me if they put this game up against la it would have been a blowout i you know the L.A. is the one game on that trip where I was like, yeah, they really weren't into this one. Like, sometimes you just get beat. Sometimes you're just playing bad hockey. It, it's a long season. It's a sport dictated a lot by randomness. Um, but the L.A. game was the one where it was like, ooh, they're just uh, – they're not – they're really ready to go out for New Year's, you know. Um I know Braun and Ghost aren't the most important guys on our blue line, but the defense has impressed me in their absence. Friedman is a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Friedman get to continue to play. Um, I think Braun is very important to the penalty kill, but they did a good job tonight. Sanheim, I thought, really stepped up. Of all the defensemen on the penalty kill, Sanheim's been the one who's kind of, I don't know about underachieved, but underwhelmed this year. Uh, compared to, I mean, Provorov, Niskin, and Braun have all been really good on the PK. Uh, but Sanheim had a nice game. Didn't love Haig's game tonight. Just a couple of little things that bothered me. There was a, um, uh, what was the, the one play he had like an easy, I don't know, 12-foot pass to wide open Couturier in the neutral zone uh, and just like flubbed it, hit Couturier in the skates, and all of a sudden plays coming back the other way. And there's a couple other little things with Haig. Didn't love his game, but I think he's been a lot better this year overall. Uh, and this is an opportunity for him to prove he can step into the uh, into the brawn role. Let me see his – how was he utilized tonight? Haig gets uh, 17-23. So he actually played more than – he played more than Myers, and he played more than Friedman. Three, Friedman only got 13-29. So 
Uh, yeah, I think this is a good opportunity for Haig to show that next year he can step into the uh, Braun role and be more effective as a stay-at-home defenseman than, um, than he was, you know, last year. Uh, so it, it's a good opportunity for, for a lot of these guys. Obviously, Mark Friedman has been waiting. They've had a lot of guys ahead of him on the depth chart for quite some time. Um, a lot of people have talked up his, uh, his work ethic and how he's really improved his game in the AHL, how far he's come um, in the farm system. So this is just a, a good shot for him to show, hey, we're going to be looking to fill some holes over the next few years. I should be in consideration. So good opportunity for both of them. Can you imagine watching that game and then losing your car in the parking lot? I can't. No. Take the subway. Come on. Definitely a low event sort of game. Yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> Jesus. It was not entertaining. They couldn't get anything through. They couldn't. That was a hell of a defensive effort by, uh, by Tampa. Tampa has improved their game, I think. Like, I, I hate to stymie a great offensive team, but it's not like they're not creating chances for themselves. Flyers are a pretty good defensive team themselves. Uh, blocked a ton of shots tonight, got, a, uh, got some timely saves and everything. Uh, it wasn't wide open for Tampa on offense, but when you control play, that's when you control the puck for 70% of the game, like Tampa did tonight, like, did you um, get all the shots on goal? You know, um, no, but was your pace the pace of the game? It was. They dictated the pace of the game tonight. They looked sloppy tonight, missing passes left and right. Um, I thought there were a few opportunities where they fumbled some pucks that they could have had, but really, I thought, again, credit to Tampa's suffocating defense. The time and space just wasn't there that guys felt like they had to rush plays, even if um, even if maybe there was a little more time to hold on and just make sure you get it tape to tape or, or whatever. Um, it, it seemed like they were feeling the pressure of uh of Tampa who was right on top of them taking away that time and space all night. Kind of glad I didn't go tonight. I had way more fun at Wednesday night's game. Well, yeah, that was it. And that was like a good up and down more uh just entertaining stylistic game. Regardless of outcome, obviously we want to see the Flyers win. Um what was it? 3-2. It's not like it was a 7-5 game or anything. It was just a more open, more fun game to watch, aesthetically uh, much less shitty than this game tonight, honestly. It wasn't a bad game, lost on a fluky goal. Uh, yes and no. Again, when Tampa controls play the way they do, um, they're going to probably be the team that benefits from – if it's going to come down to that one bounce, Tampa was probably going to be the team that got it tonight based on – how they played. They played really well and just kind of dictated the pace of the game. So chances are if something was going to break one way or the other, it was going to break for Tampa, and that is what happened. Um, now, it wasn't a bad game, but it was it just – you would have liked to see them come out with a little more push, maybe even in just the third period, um, open it up a little. Again, obviously, you got to be careful when you open it up against Tampa because – 
man, if you all of a sudden start making rink-wide stretch passes and shit, it's going to be 3 nothing in a hurry. Uh, it's, it's only going to take a couple of shots for them to really bust it open. So I understand wanting to play conservatively against Tampa, but there has to be a balance when, all right, we haven't got anything going all night, just continuing to hope we can plug away and um, uh, force a point out of this game. Um, it wasn't going to go that way. I realized the game was almost over, but how do you miss the trip on Jake near the end? Uh, it would have stopped the clock and give us uh, a face-off in the offensive zone with two men up. Yeah, uh, it looked like they missed that one. It happens. Referees are bad. You know, I'm not going to... I PA announced for a freaking... Uh, what the hell is it? Premier Junior League, whatever, at Hollydale last night. Refs are bad at all levels. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I, shit happens. They miss calls. It would have been nice to get that one, but you know they had other power play opportunities. They did nothing with. Um, what did we get? Five shots on three power plays. So, I, you know, it would have been nice. Would have been nice. Would rather see Sanheim on first unit power play than Provorov. Um, yes and no. Here, like, Provorov is not the problem with the first unit power play. Um, he's producing goals at a rate as high as any defenseman in the league, uh, from, from the power play. So I, I'm not complaining about that. Um, Sanheim, I do think a little bit more offensively dynamic. Um, Provorov better all around. I, 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 I believe that, but the thing is, we've heard a lot of coaches, uh, Charlie's brought this up in the past on BSH Radio, we've heard a lot of coaches say things like, um, yeah, the power play, you want your certain guys out there, absolutely certain skill sets, whatever. But it, it's also, they also view the power play as a reward for um, you know, playing other aspects of the game. Uh, for a while, I think it was, it might have been Hack, actually. It might have been Hackstall. I think Charlie asked about um, uh, Voracek's spot on the power play because he was just having a dog shit power play year. Um, and it was kind of like, yeah, you know, he's not producing to the level we want him to. But the answer is basically like, yeah, but, you know, he's one of our best players. It's a, taking guys off the power play, it's like seen as a punishment for like they do everything at five on five this is where you rack up your points on the power play and it's like all right how are you going to take a guy off when he's doing everything else chances are the points will start to come um they want to reward Provorov with the uh with the power play time that was the point of this story as I got lost in my own head in the middle of it uh but he it's weird. Sometimes he makes great plays, and sometimes he just looks like a uh, a guy hoping not to fumble the puck. He's got a lot of skill. He's a very good player. I don't mind Provorov, um, but if Sanheim starts showing the ability he showed for most of last year, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But I want—I don't want to just give it to Sanheim. I want Sanheim to go earn it, and then it's like, okay, here you go. Now you now you belong on the power play. Damn it, dropped my phone. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to scroll down, look for just a couple more comments. All right, that's it. Yeah, this is... All right, we're going to call it. We're going to call it, guys. Thank you all for coming tonight. I didn't drop... Oh, I have... 
this is Ava's phone. I was like, why do I have another phone in my pocket? I just dropped my phone. <laughs> that's weird. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for you on BSH uh, post game. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for dropping by. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. Hit subscribe. You'll get every post game delivered to you. Every uh, broad- BSH radio, our flagship show, you'll get fly perbly checking out the competition. Uh, the wrap-ups, the previews, so much good stuff in the podcast feed, all in one place. Just search Broad Street Hockey, wherever there are podcasts, and you'll get it. Hit that subscribe button. Give us those five-star reviews, all that stuff. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Thanks for joining me tonight. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.